0: Come alive, come alive in my body,
1: Dreamer, come alive, come alive in my body. Hi there, this is Molly Patrick with Clean Food Dirty Girl and you're listening to the Clean Food Dirty Girl podcast episode 11. All right, so check it out. In my work doing, helping people eat more, helping people eat more plants over the many, many years that I've been doing this. I see this trend, and oftentimes what this looks like is somebody will be very excited and inspired and motivated to eat more plant based, to adopt a whole food plant based diet. They'll have this idea, they'll be, they'll really want to, they'll be excited to do it, and then they don't actually do it. Or maybe they start and then they have some good results, and then it kind of fizzles out. Or they kind of just keep putting it off. Or they do it, they get amazing results, and then something happens. Maybe it's a wedding or someone in their family getting sick or a death of a pet. And then it's like they kind of fall off, right? And then they're kind of back at square one. They're back where they started. Or maybe they just have always wanted to adopt a whole food plant-based diet or wanted to eat more plant-based. And then they just it's always just been sort of this this want and it's never actually materialized and they've never actually made it happen. And so I feel like one of my jobs in the world is to kind of help bridge that gap for providing support for people to get to really wanting to eat more plants or getting back into eating more plants and then actually doing it. And there's some work that has to be done, right? But you can want something and then... Over here, I'm like holding up my left finger. You want to do it over here with my right finger, you're actually doing it. And so the, the, the thing that has to happen in between those two things is basically a lot of thought work and a lot of like mindset shifts and and being honest with yourself and making a commitment and planning and stop making excuses and owning your choices. And so there's a lot of stuff in between wanting something and then actually doing it and actually making that happen. And so one of the ways that I've sort of expanded my capacity to help people do this has been to become certified as a life coach. And that's really one of the big reasons I did it. I mean, I was very intrigued to do it just so that I could put this work or put my my knowledge to to work on myself because I am like a self-help junkie. <laughs> and so I really wanted to see how I could improve my life through this work. But I also really knew that by doing this, I could provide so much more support for our community and helping them get to that place where they really are um, making really healthy choices and really following through and nourishing their body with plants the majority of the time and um, and really being at peace with you know times in the past where it may not have have worked out so well and and doing this in such a way and, and having this process be um, absent of beating themselves up along the way right? and doing this with love and with compassion and loving themselves up instead of beating themselves up on the way to doing this. And so getting certified as a life coach was definitely a highlight of this year for me. And I knew that I wanted to incorporate this new skill that I have into clean food, dirty girl. And so I do offer one-on-one coaching. When I offered that, it filled up very quickly because I can only take so many clients, Because right? it's just one-on-one. And so that's currently, I'm full still, and um, I'm working with um, limited clients. So I knew that there had to be another way to incorporate my work and to support and to offer this support for people. And so one of the ways that I'm doing that is through my office hours every single Wednesday. And what office hours are is this is available to all of our subscribers. So our monthly subscribers that includes access to all of our meal plans and all of our recipes and stuff, recipes and meal plans that you can't get anywhere else. This also now comes with these Wednesday office hours. And I've been doing this for, for, a while. And when you sign up, not only do you get access to the live calls every Wednesday, but you also get access to all of the archive of all of the past calls. So this is really, I do a lot of coaching one or uh, like live coaching on these calls where I, I invite people to, to, well, it's all zoom, but I invite people to show their video and to unmute themselves and I coach them. I also answer questions and coach a little bit through like the Q&A and I do some teaching and I connect and also people connect with each other and chat with each other. And so it's this very wonderfully supportive place and space where everybody is welcome. It's really productive because what I do, I really hold the space and and, and assist people in sort of, okay, here you are now? And where do you want to go? And like, how can I help get you there? Right. And what do you need to do in order to get there? And so it's that kind of a thing. And I, I just love Wednesdays. I love connecting with our community. I love coaching. I love teaching. And this has been such a wonderful addition to what I'm able to offer and what we offer at Clean Food Dirty Girl and in our subscription as well. And so I wanted to share one of the sessions, the office hour sessions on the podcast, so that you all could get an idea of what goes on and what it's like and the kind of things that I teach about and the kind of coaching that I do. And so I chosen um, a session from a while back to sort of showcase what it is. And so I thought I would share it with you today. And I hope that you enjoy it. And and I hope that you get insight from it. And you know, you can sign up for for our monthly subscription and have access to me every single Wednesday. And you can, you know, cook our delicious recipes and follow our meal plan so you don't have to follow or so you don't have to plan your meals. And you can definitely do all that. And that would be amazing. But if you don't, that's okay too. I hope that you get something from this episode of Office Hours that you needed to get. And if you do that, then I have done my job. I hope that you enjoy it. Okay. See you on the other side. Okay. Thank you, Amy and Charmaine. Fabulous. All right. So you guys, welcome to Office Hours. As usual, Wednesday, I love... I have to just tell you really quick that I... Well, I'm closing out all my other shit. Okay. Done. Now I'm here with you. All right. I have to tell you how much I love Wednesdays because Wednesday is the day that I get to visit with you guys and chat with you and teach you some things and do a little bit of coaching and answer questions and hang out. I... Love these sessions. What can I say? They're the highlight of my week. So, thank you for being here and let's get started. All right. First things first, like always, I am going to invite people up to be coached. And if you would like to, just all you have to do, yes. Yeah. So, my microphone is very sensitive and it picks up everything. So, that is one of issue about this but if it's annoying if it's too annoying i might have to switch things up but so if anybody would like to be coached just raise your hand and you can see the raise hand icon underneath the video if you have a specific question for me you can put it under or you can open the q a or click on the q a underneath this video and ask your question there or of course you can. You can chat too, and I might be in the chat a little bit, but if you want me specifically to answer something, definitely either raise your hand to get coached or or put your question in the Q&A. Okay, so Charmaine wants to be coached, and I'm so happy. I was talking to her in email earlier, so I'm going to bring you on, Charmaine, and we can take it from there. Oh, wait, and then there you are. Okay. Perfect, I'm going to promote you to panelists. And so all you'll have to do, Charmaine, is allow video and then unmute yourself so we can see and hear your beautiful face. Okay, promoting you to panelists now. Yeah, there you are. There, You're here. Just a minute to figure it out. Yeah, how's it going? It's going. How's it going okay. with you? Amazing. Amazing. Good. Good. Super happy to Good. talk with you and to do a little bit of coaching
2: with you. I'm happy too. I definitely need the help. Okay. So tell me what's going on. Um, well, I don't seem to be able to get out of my own way. Um, mm-hmm. I know that uh, I'm really struggling to go plant-based. I'm a type 2 diabetic. Mm-hmm. Um, my sugars are not really in control right now. Um... All of my body is inflamed. Like my hands are very, very uncomfortable. And I'm a teacher, so I have to use them a lot. Um, so that's that's probably what's the most pressing right now. But I also have about 50 or 60 pounds to lose. Okay. And I need to do that before I get like really sick. Because yeah. um, my body right now, it's not whispering at me anymore. It's just yelling. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Okay. So you have, yeah. you have your why you have yep. your why, right? I don't know if you've heard me talk about that before, but having, yep. having a why that you really like, is a super awesome place to start with. Now, as far as the things physically going on in your body, obviously I can't coach you on that or help with that. And I would just suggest working with your doctor and, you know, just making sure that you're, you're, you know, have what you need medically while you're making these, these changes to your diet. But what I want to talk to you about is why do you think, so in your email and you brought it up, you brought it up again just now, what do you think is getting in your way? You said that you feel like you're getting in your way, but what, what's
2: getting in the way? Um, schedule is part of it. Uh, really busy, lots going on. So I'm trying to juggle everything. Um, making separate meals for my spouse and my son. Okay. Um, but I don't really have to do that. They can take that over mm-hmm. and, and that's fine. They're old enough to feed themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, batching I find is hard. I'm not super fast and it takes up a lot of my time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think sim- the simple meal plan is probably better for me. Um, But sometimes even when I batch, there's food in my fridge and I just, I don't know, when I come home from school, I'm tired and I just kind of, if my husband has made supper, I'll just kind of, ah, well, just for tonight, I'll just eat that. Mm -hmm. And it's just, but I need to stop that. And I can't, I'm annoyed with myself because I know better, (laughs) so I don't know. I don't know what it is. And I'm having very strong cravings, but I think that's because of the food that I'm eating. Mm -hmm. So that's just driving my body wants more. Mm -hmm. So I need to just not do that.
1: Okay. So there's two ways I want to approach this. The first thing I want to hit on and ask you is, and you kind of, kind of hit on it already but what I wanted to know is how you're thinking about yourself in this process so where you're at right now all of the actions you've taken up until this point what are the thoughts you're telling yourself and what are the opinions of yourself right now as far as your progress
2: um well uh, progress I have none but <laughs> like, okay. there's there's no progress um I know it's not particularly useful, but I'm quite annoyed with myself. Uh, I'm disappointed in myself because, I mean, do I need to have a heart attack or a stroke or lose a limb before I actually do something? I'm very frustrated. Um, So I need to, whatever energy I'm channeling towards that, (laughs) I need to channel somewhere else.
1: Yeah, so that was the first thing that I kind of wanted to hit on because here, Check it out. So I don't know if you heard me talk a little bit about this really brilliant model that I use sometimes. It's um, circumstances, thought, feelings, action, and results. And in this model, like the really intriguing thing is, if I can put this down a little bit, there we go, is being frustrated and annoyed with yourself is a feeling and when you're feeling frustrated
0: what actions are you taking
2: uh I'm a big stress eater and that's what I've been doing I've been trying to comfort myself with food that's a pattern for me okay that is a pattern I have been battling and judging everything I've been putting in my mouth since probably the age of 16 and um tired (laughs) Mm -hmm. because i'm 50 now and Mm -hmm. i've been doing it a long time and obviously what i've been doing hasn't been working Mm -hmm. um so i need to switch her up yeah so
1: eating could be put in the action line right so -hmm. you're feeling stressed yeah or frustrated or annoyed one of the actions you're taking is eating Mm -hmm. and when you eat, when you are having those emotions and you eat, can you tell me about the eating that you do when you are feeling those emotions as opposed to the eating you do when you feel other emotions?
2: Uh, Yeah, well, you know what? The only emotion I don't eat through is anger, and obviously I'm not angry enough. Um, No, I'm just kidding. I don't want to be angry um but even if i'm excited or happy it's like oh where are we going to go eat to celebrate like i it food seems to be i feel like it has a hold on me and i don't like that like it should be fuel not entertainment yeah yeah and not medicine and not soothing and and whatever
1: yeah and right now kind of the the model that you're in is not that one right? That's always an option. That's always available to you. And the mm-hmm. model that you're in right now is this sort of the, the stress model, the stress yep. eating and the, okay. Yeah. So here's what I want to point out. So the circumstance in this scenario is you, <laughs> right? Okay. And your current weight and your current, um, how you, how you yep. are physically your current health, yep. all of this, this is you, right? And then we have the thoughts about you. Now, you, nothing wrong. You're a perfect human and you are completely worthy and deserving and lovely. And this is, this is always, this isn't bad. This isn't good. You're just you. We have the thoughts about you that you're having, and that's going to lead to the feelings that you have. And the feelings are always going to drive our actions every time, right? Right. And then the result of all these actions are always your results. And what's really amazing is that these results always
0: prove the thought to be true. Mm
1: -hmm. So when you stress eat, stress is an emotion. And then eating is the action that you take from stress. Yep. Okay. Stress is a feeling caused by your thoughts. So right now, your current weight, your current uh, health, all of it, isn't making you feel any certain way. It can't. It can't make you feel a certain way. You you feel a certain way when you have a thought about that, because that's how the brain works, right? So as soon as you have a thought about it, then all of a sudden the feeling comes up, and then that feeling is going to drive your actions always, whether that's taking action if you're taking action from a place of stress and frustration and anger for you, that's gonna be eating, I'm assuming when you're not hungry, you're eating things that you would rather not eat or that serve that's not serving you and your health goals, right? If you are taking action from a place of determination or empowered, it's gonna look much different. The actions that you're taking are gonna look much different. Yes. Okay. So that's the first thing that I wanted to cover because it is anytime we're going to make changes and improvements in our life, beating ourselves up is never going to help us get there sooner. Never, not once. It's like, there's no upside to that. And we do it because we think it's going to help, right? We think it's going to help us be better and stronger and plow through. That's not how it works. It just, it just keeps us stuck in where we are. And yep. so the first thing that I want to just really bring to your attention, just to have you be aware, is that your opinions about yourself matter more than you know. Yeah. Because your opinions about yourself are creating your current results. So how
2: do I switch
1: that? Well, the first thing is just to be aware. The first thing is to separate facts and thoughts, right? The fact is, this is how much you weigh right now. The fact is you have type 2 diabetes. The fact is you are on a path of changing that. Like these are the facts. Mm -hmm. Then you have all your thoughts about it. (laughs) So separating out the facts from the thoughts can be really helpful when you're starting to have this awareness because it's a way to kind of check yourself because so often we tell ourselves, you know, I suck or I shouldn't have done that or I'm horrible. I'm never, this is never going to work. All of those, right. Sound familiar. Yeah. And we say that stuff to ourselves. Like we're simply observing something like we're reading the newspaper. Like we're watching something on the news. Like it's just coming in. Yeah. Know that all of those things are not
0: facts, they're just thoughts. That's it. Hmm. So how do I?
2: I have been on a on a bit of a path to kind of view myself differently. Uh I am seeing a therapist, and that that has come a long way. Um, It's just the eating piece. Like I seem to have been able to apply it to other parts of my life, but that it's just the, the eating and it's of course it's a vicious cycle because I eat poorly and then my sugars are high. And when my sugars are high, I don't feel well when I don't feel well, I don't have energy, but the reason I don't have energy and I don't feel well is because of what I'm eating.
1: (laughs) And it just loops, right? Right. Loops, loops, loops. Okay. So this is great. This is, this is, I'm really glad that you brought this up. So, When we are working on making changes, we focus so much of our attention on our actions. Like if we wanna change, we're gonna have to change what we're doing. We're gonna change what we're eating and how we're cooking and, and we have to change our actions. And I think that this is not helpful, especially in the beginning. Here's why, in order to have different actions, first you need to have different feelings. In order to have different feelings, you have to have different thoughts. So when you focus your attention and awareness on the thoughts that you're having about yourself and you start becoming aware and noticing how you're talking to yourself and separating out, wait, I'm not a piece of shit. Actually, that is just a thought that I'm having. And we know that thoughts are optional, right? That's the one thing we have total control over. So, when we start working on this piece, this piece will automatically change. You don't have to focus on this. You don't have to action your way to your goal. You don't have to action your way to it. The action is just going to happen naturally as a result of this work here.
2: I have to not allow my, like I would never speak to or about anybody else the way I speak to and about myself. So I need to, that needs to be my reminder when I start. Would you say that to somebody else? Then don't say it. Like it's not. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And just keep reminding yourself, wait, that's not actually a fact. I'm saying this as if this is true, but it's not true. No. I got it. I got that one wrong. Yeah. Because you are completely worthy and loving and fabulous and You're an amazing human with so many gifts and so much capacity for love. And that is you in your true sense, all those other thoughts, check yourself, check yourself, check yourself. And here's the other piece I'm going to recommend is that as you're becoming more aware, (laughs) we tend, once we become aware, we tend to get into this mold of like, oh, I'm now judging myself for judging myself. And that's a whole other additive fuckery, right? That doesn't do any good because that adds shame to the to the mix, right? Oh yeah. Right. So when you notice and when you become aware of the thoughts that you're telling yourself and how you're, you know, you're thinking to yourself, your job is just to notice and to become curious. That's it. Huh. Why am I choosing this thought? Why am I choosing to believe this? Why have I believed this for so long? This is fascinating. This is really intriguing. Be like a kid in like a toy store just like, or a library, just wanting to explore. Because it ha- t- um, when you're curious, you're going to start to be open to the possibilities of possibly changing. When you become judgmental, you'll close down. Yes. And that openness won't be there to help guide you. So your first, you know, I don't even want to talk about the food part. Just become aware of the thoughts and opinions that you have of yourself and in your current weight, your current beautiful body, your current health, pay attention to that and do that for the next couple of weeks and just pay attention to that, become aware. And instead of judging, if you're like, oh, I shouldn't have been talking to myself so bad all these years, or I shouldn't have said that. No, no, no. You're a human. That's what humans do. We have a brain that likes to judge. That's just how it is. (laughs) And you can just get curious.
2: Okay. Okay okay um I just have a a question as a because I see people sending me messages and I can't read them well are those able to be read after oh yeah in the the chat yes yeah yeah Yeah. of course okay I'll go and check that after okay okay so where'd this land for you how'd this land uh oh it it makes total sense I just I think I've been in that habit for so long of. Feeling certain ways about myself because of my thoughts and thinking these things, yeah. but I can, like, as you were speaking, I was like, Well, maybe I need to have like a little, like, an affirmation journal, and yeah. instead of saying that I'm shitty, maybe I say I'm fantastic. And, the you know, yeah. that why not? Like, why wouldn't you mindset? Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. like things like, uh, like in one of my classes today, I gave them all a post it. And they, they wrote something like really nice on a post-it and they went and put them all over the school. Well, okay. maybe I need to do that in my hips and maybe I need to see those things. And it just yeah. feels funny to speak well about myself, if that, makes, if that makes any sense. Like it almost feels like, well, don't you think highly of yourself kind of thing, mm-hmm. but it's okay to think highly of yourself. And that is exactly what I would say to somebody else. Yes.
1: Yes. In fact, thinking highly of yourself is going to get you these results. Yeah. Yeah. And if it's the results that you're after, if you really want these results, that's what it's going to take
2: because beating
1: yourself up and judging yourself is not going to get you here ever.
2: It's not working.
1: Loving yourself and being compassionate and being curious and respecting yourself. That's what's going to get here. And it's okay that you haven't up until this point. It's fine. Like that is something like our past is also a circumstance. This is okay. You know, and it's just a choice. It's just becoming aware and making a choice because you haven't done this for a long time. doesn't mean that it's going to be this long drawn out process. That's true. Because you can change a thought in a second. That's true. Okay. And you can watch this back when I, when we post it in the um, FAQ in the classroom, you can watch this back if you want and kind of take some notes. Um, we'll put okay. it up tomorrow.
2: And I can see the chat as well.
1: Yes. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Uh, when you put, Oh, when you watch the playback, I don't know if you can, when you watch the playback, but I'm going to make okay. you um, attendee and then you're going to stay in here and then you can read them. Perfect. Okay. Perfect. All right. Charmaine, you got this.
2: Thank you. So, so, so very much.
1: You're most welcome. Lovely to speak with you. All right, thanks. Okay, okay. bye bye. <clears throat> okay, I'm gonna do this change role to attendee. There we go. I, all right. I hope she didn't go away and that she got back in. Awesome. Okay, I see. I don't see any more hands, but I see a question. So I'm gonna go answer it. Joy. Okay, I'm uh, answer live. I'm struggling with stress at work. It's spilling into the rest of my life and I'm feeling the physical effects. Any suggestions on how to cope? Yes. Okay. Joy, I do have I do have a lot of suggestions for you. Um, and if you want to be coached by me, raise your hand if I'll bring you on and I can make it a little bit more tailored to your specific situation. Um, I'll just leave that there in case I need it. So, okay, struggling with stress at work, it's spilling into the rest of my life. Okay, and I'm feeling the physical effects. So here's the interesting thing about stress is that it can't spill over. Stress is an emotion that's caused by a thought or a belief. And so when we're feeling stress, it might feel like it's spilling over, but what's actually happening is that you're feeling stress and then you're taking action from that place of feeling stressed. And so those actions that you're taking from being stressed are probably creating a result that isn't one that you want. And so that's kind of the nuts and the bolts about what's happening. And here's my suggestion. When you feel the feeling of stress, two things, one, know that it is not your circumstances ever that causes a feeling. It's always going to be your thoughts about those circumstances. So know that any stress that you're feeling is because of how you're thinking about something or a belief that you have about something. It doesn't mean that you need to change the belief or change the thought. It's just really good to be aware of. The next thing is that when you're feeling stress here, before you take action, you pause And you process the feeling of stress in your body. So this is the perfect opportunity for me to talk about feelings. And here's what I have to say about feelings. I've talked about this in some capacity on most of these calls, but here's what I really want to, to teach about feelings. So there's two types of feelings, right? There's emotions and there's sensations. So sensations start in the body and they travel up to the brain. So that would be like, you know, if you have a burn or you get a pinch or you're cold, right? It's a sensation. It starts in the body. It goes up to your brain. An emotion starts in the brain and travels to your body and you can feel an emotion because it's a vibration of energy. So it's kind of opposite, right? So the sensations start in the body, go to the brain, the emotions start in the brain and go to the body. And so stress, you're going to be able to feel it in your body somewhere. Now it might show up different in a different place, it might feel sort of different for you than it does for me or for anybody else. So you do your job to locate the stress in the body, to find where it is, and just to sit with it and pause and just feel that vibration before you take action. That's it. So because when you... If you're taking action from that place of feeling stressed, it's going to feel like that stress is dominating your life and in control, but really you are always in control. And if you can sit with that stress and process it before you take action, you're going to make room for other emotions and you're not going to be getting results that come from a place of being stressed. Okay. I hope that helps. And also with the feelings bit, because I don't have any more questions or people wanting to come up right now. I'll just talk a little bit more about feelings. So when uncomfortable feelings come up, that could be stress, anxiety, maybe fear. We tend to do one of three things. We tend to either resist the feeling. We tend to react to the feeling And we tend to avoid the feeling. So when we resist the feeling, it's like we're pretending that it's not there. Like we're just not wanting it to be there. We're pretending it's not there going on about our day. When we react to a feeling, that's more like acting out. So that might be throwing something or screaming or shouting or throwing a tantrum. That is not the same as processing a feeling. Uh, Sometimes when we do that, it can feel like the feeling is processed because energy has moved through our body. Like anytime we shout or stomp or dance or, you know, have some kind of physical action, right? It, it can feel like, okay, I feel better now that I like freaked out <laughs> for a minute. Um, but that's not the same as processing. That's just acting out the emotion. And then, The third one is avoid. So when we avoid a feeling or emotion right now, I'm not talking about sensations. I'm talking about the, the emotions, the feelings that start in the brain as a thought that travel to the body as a vibration. When we avoid, this is when we tend to distract. So we eat or we drink or we shop or watch TV or something like that. So we're not taught how to Feel emotions and how to process emotions. Now, I don't know about you guys, but if I would have been taught that in school, holy hell, my life would have been so much easier from the get-go. But you know, I had to to really learn how to do this, and it is a skill that you have to practice because we are not taught how to feel our emotions growing up, and we also aren't taught about the impact that not feeling our emotions has on us, right? We, we're not taught that part. We're, feelings aren't, we're not taught about feelings. Like most of us are taught just not to even show our feelings because it's a weak thing to do, right? Dude, we're like toast, no wonder. So instead of resisting, reacting, or avoiding, um, we simply need to process and feel them and it's not always pleasant it's not always like yay I'm gonna go do this now um but boy is it worth it and so here's another so i want to know in the chat box like i want to hear a, pr- a, a problem or a circumstance or something that you don't like, something that you have that you don't want or something that you want that you don't have. Because those are usually like the, the two things that get us tripped up, right? Either want something that we don't have or we have something that we don't want. So if, if y'all could give me an example of something that you're that you have in your life right now, that would be sort of a problem you have or, or uh, something that's giving you trouble. Just chat that to me. And I wanna talk about a really simple way to re- reframe this thing. And it's something that I've been practicing. So, okay, I'm gonna be looking in the chat box now.
0: Um, hi, Lindsay. Yes,
1: I did coach you. So happy to coach you, Lindsay. Let's see.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: Okay. Kelly, my husband is dis- is disabled with an illness, so everything seems up to me. Okay. So, try this on for size, Kelly. The next time you're thinking that you don't want your husband to be disabled and you don't want everything to be up to you, make this small shift and just give this a little bit of airtime, and see how it changes things. Instead say, this is how I feel when my husband is disabled and it seems like everything is up to me. So instead of, I don't want this and I wish it were different, And it should be different. Instead, this is how I
0: feel with the reality.
1: This is how I feel. My husband is disabled and it seems like everything is up to me. This is how that feels. Locate it in your body. Can you name the emotion that comes up for you? And maybe the thought is, um, I wish my husband didn't have, wasn't disabled, and I wish that everything wasn't on me, right? This is how I feel when I think that. Maybe that's a feeling of disappointment. Maybe that's a feeling of sadness. Can you locate that vibration that starts in your brain and goes to your body? Can you locate that vibration in your body, and can you just sit with that? Can you breathe into that? Can you be the kind of compassionate witness and have awareness about that feeling instead of trying to make that feeling go away. So that's a really small tweak in the, in the, in the language and how we talk to ourselves. And one, that, that helps us process instead of resist, avoid or um, resist, avoid or what was the third one? (laughs) React right? That's just a way to help to start the process of processing instead of running away from it. Um, so lo- low energy, Carol. Perfect. So you have low energy and that may, let's just say that's your circumstance. Let's say if we went to a doctor right now and we said, hey, can you tell us that Carol has low energy? Yes, she definitely has low energy. Okay. So this is how it feels to have low energy instead of I wish I didn't have low energy, right? I shouldn't have low energy. I should have more energy, okay? Instead of all of that, because when you do that, we argue with reality, when we argue with reality. It never works out in our favor. Instead, this is how I feel. This is how low energy feels in my body, right? Um, Amy, hi, Amy. My mom has moved in with my husband and I, and I am feeling responsible for every aspect of her life, including her happiness. And I feel like I'm too often failing despite trying. Despite trying, where am I? So very hard. I know intellectually that I can't make her happy, control her thoughts and feelings, but I can't help feeling bad that I'm not doing enough. Right. So again, Amy, like, It's not even about, you might intellectually know that you are not responsible for how your mom feels, right? But even if you know it intellectually, that doesn't mean that you can change it like this because that might, you know, that might be a belief that you've had for a long time or that belief might be helping you in some way. Who knows? That might not be a belief that you want to even change right now. So instead of it, you know, I, don't want this or I wish that she would change or I wish that she was happier or I wish that that something was different right instead this is how it feels when your exact situation this is how it feels when I feel responsible for every aspect of my mom's life this is how that feels what is that feeling is it so? You you said that you were feeling um, guilty. I think. Okay, feeling bad and right. So maybe feeling bad is good enough. You could you could go further and and decide what you know what feeling. Is there something other than bad? Is it sad? Is it disappointed? Is it guilty? And then this is how that feels. Where is it in your body? Instead of trying to trying to wish for something that wasn't so. That is never, ever going to give us any kind of relief. And it's also not going to allow us to process our feelings about it. So doing this isn't even necessarily a way to feel relief. It's a way to practice the skill of feeling our feelings. So Amy, where what is that feeling and where is it for you? Okay. And can you open that? Can you breathe into that? Can you sit with that heaviness and just allow it to be there? And this is how you process an emotion. This is it over and over again. Round and round we go. Okay, she's 85, suffering mild depression, has little interest in doing things. She's sweet and kind and appreciative, but I can see she's not really happy. Amy, I get that more than you even know. I am dealing with slightly similar. I have been dealing with with a similar situation. For the past uh, couple of years. And I know that feeling. And it's like, yes, we know that we're not in charge. We know that we cannot make another human being feel anything. And we know this because feelings come from our thoughts. (laughs) Feelings don't come from what other people are doing, right? Feelings come from our own head. And we know that intellectually, we're we're intelligent. Amy, we're super intelligent. We all know that. But for you, right it's going to be more helpful. Probably you, I don't know, but try, you know, test this out and see it's going to be more useful for you instead of trying to feel different about it. Like, okay, I I want to feel like I'm not responsible. We could work on that. Right. And you could get to a place where, okay, I'm not, I'm not feeling as responsible. And you know, she, she has her emotions and I have mine and, and she, you know, my mother is my circumstance. Right. This is this is a neutral thing. It's not good, bad, sad, wrong. Any of it. It's just what it is. And then there's my thoughts about it. Like you could work and get to that place. But what's going to be more helpful in the interim, right? For right now, is just feeling how that feels. You know, how does it feel to to want your mom to be happier? What is it? Where is it? Where in your body is it? Right. Processing. Okay. Kelly says. Okay. Thanks. I like. The idea, sorry, (laughs) I saw questions and I got distracted. Okay, thanks. I like the idea of accepting the feeling instead of having to get rid of it, right? The point is not to get rid of it, right? When we try to get rid of it, we actually make that feeling stronger. When we try to resist it or avoid it, we make that feeling like so much bigger than it is. So yeah, the point is to never... Get rid of it. The point is just to allow it to be there, to accept it, to feel it, to breathe into it, to be aware, huh? Get curious. Okay, I'm feeling this feeling of anxious right in my chest, and and I've talked about this here too, I think. But take it a step further. Does that vibration in your body have a color? Does it have a shape? Is it moving? Does it have round edges? Does it have soft edges? Does it have square edges? And the more you sit with it, it takes 90 seconds to process an emotion. So it might be really intense for 30 seconds and then it kind of crescendos, right? And then it'll start to wane. And then you might have another thought that leads to another feeling and that'll go for 90 seconds. And it's just like that. You go through this sort of like waves that ebbs and it flows. And when we peel back everything, you guys, (laughs) what's so amazing is that we avoid so we do so much. We, we try so hard in our life to avoid these feelings. Like we rearrange our life. We avoiding our feelings. We will do things that we would never do. Right. or we, or we don't do things that it's, it's all to avoid, right. This, vibration in the body. And the thing about a
0: feeling is it can't hurt you. It can't hurt you. And so when we understand that, then
1: we start to be like, okay, well, maybe I don't have to fear it so much. And when you're not fearing your emotions and you're not fearing your feelings, all of a sudden you can start making choices that are really going to support you because you know that it's going to work with you on your goal instead of making choices based on how it's going to make you feel because when you make choices based on how it's going to make you feel you're you're you know you're cheating yourself when you make choices based on okay I'm going to make this choice because I really want this in my life and this is really important to me and I'm shit scared but listen I'm not I'm not afraid of that emotion anymore in my body of being anxious I'm not afraid of being scared anymore right I'm just going to do the thing that I really, really want. And that's why practicing the skill and developing the skill of feeling your feelings is so important. Because when you're not afraid of feeling your feelings, dude, you can have whatever you want in life. You can do anything with your life. So feelings are very important. And we're not, we don't talk about them enough. And we weren't, yeah, like I said before, we, I know I definitely wasn't, I mean, you know, not in this capacity, I was never taught this and it's everything we, I don't know, our our feelings are, it's a key component because of course it fuels our actions and our actions lead to our results. So of course, of course, it's so important. Okay. Um, Let's see. Thank you. Feeling instead of trying to fix things is so much harder, but it makes sense. It's so true. And just know like there's nothing to fix. There's nothing to fix. You can't fix anybody else. You can't fix your mom. You can't fix your partner. You can't, you can't fix any of this stuff. And listen, there. it's not even that you can't fix it, but there is nothing to fix. You don't need to be fixed. They don't need to be fixed. There's nothing to fix. So when we just put that down, then we can breathe. Then we can relax a little bit and just... Allow and just feel. Okay, I'm gonna get to some questions here. Dawn, this is gonna be a glasses one, I can already tell. So I'm slowly moving into plant based eating. It's slow because one, I do enjoy eating meat, and two, while well, my husband will eat plant based meals. He much prefers his meals. We both cook what we choose to eat. So I'll be eating meats at least twice a week. Do you have any suggestions on how I can totally stop eating meat when I do enjoy it from time to time? Thank you. Okay, Dawn. So here's the thing. Like, do you want to quit? Because on the one hand, you say you enjoy it. And on the one hand, you say, um, okay, so here's my question. Do you want to stop eating meat a couple times a week? That, that's the first question. If the answer is like, no, I actually don't, then don't just eat plant-based and then eat meat a couple times a week. Right. It's, it's not an all or nothing thing. If that's not something that you really, you're going to have a really hard time doing that if you don't want to do that. Right. Um, so I would just be really honest. And if you, do want to stop beating me completely, you have to really like your why. Okay. Why do you want that? Because that why is going to help you do it. But when you're like, wait a minute, I don't even really want to do that. It's going to be nearly impossible for you to do it. (laughs) So that would be the first thing. Um, you feel free to put your answer in the Q and A and I'll, and I'll circle back to it. Okay. Christina. Hi, you know, I'm always up for coaching, but I'm trying to fix a mic problem. Okay, Christina, you just raise your hand if you fix your mic problem. Okay. Um, and then let me know. Happy to have you. Can we try after this question? Yeah. Oh, I see your hand. It's probably you. Let's see. Who is the QA? I just wanted to read Regina's comment really quick and then I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna grab you. Um let's see. Christina. Yep. I'll be there in one moment. So Regina says, sometimes I weep in the shower after a good swim workout, overcome with feelings of regret for mistakes from years ago. This just started happening recently. I've had to accept and forgive myself after becoming aware of these huge feelings. Yeah. It's so good. And once, and it's so true, right? Regina, once we start opening up ourselves to this, it can almost be like, it can be such a relief because we're not used to it that it can be like an outpouring. You know, I know that I certainly had that when I quit drinking and when I was really going through it with like sitting with my feelings and going to the embrace the suck chair and all of that. some of you may have heard me talk about that before, but when I went through that, it was like I found myself getting really emotional and and really having um a physical reaction to my feelings. And I think it, so much of the stuff was just bottled up for so long. And I, and of course there was like some a little, you know, there was shame and there was regret and there was so many emotions mixed up in there because I was just felt so raw. So I know that a good cry in the shower is one of the best things. So love it. Okay. Christina I'm going to make you panelist, and then you just have to show your video and unmute yourself, and we will go.
0: Sorry if that water
1: drinking was really loud because of my mic. <laughs> All right, where'd you go? Okay, I'm going to try it again. Promote to panelist.
0: <clears throat> Yay. I'm clicking.
1: I hear you.
3: There you go. I can't see, Hi. You, but I can hear you. can You see me? Ah, oh, let's see. I might be able to. Oh, there now you are. You can. Now you can. Hi. Hello. Hello. All right. What do you want coaching on? All what right. So, um, I kind of want to start actually with a with a positive, which is it's working. I'm happy. I feel good. I think you noticed my, my exam results this week that I posted because for people who might not have seen, my triglycerides went from 350 to 250, Woo-hoo! among other things, but that yeah. was a really big one. Um, so I want to kind of say all that. I'm going on just over 100 days. Um, and in some ways, this is all very easy for me. Like I had tried to be a vegetarian before and, that kind of helped a little bit, but um, now that it's starting to be a habit, you know, mm-hmm. and now that I'm starting to kind of get into it, some fun old demons are coming around.
0: Okay. And I
3: remembered a lot, um, some of the things that um, Charmaine was talking about, but um, my demon is not one I hear people say very often. So either people don't talk about it or it's not quite as common, even though I think it's all the same. Okay. What is that? I spent many years, um, I I didn't eat my feelings or um, love food so much that I couldn't stop or all of those different things that um, heavy women like me have been hearing and saying and hearing and saying, I punished myself with food Mm -hmm. when I was bad. Then I ate until I was physically sick because then I was physically in pain and not emotionally in pain Mm
0: -hmm.
3: from whatever it was that I had done that I deemed to be worthy of being punished. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like I can remember a particular loud, loud fight with my wife in which I left the house and I went to my local McDonald's and I bought, I don't even know how many, burgers, four Mm. or five, and took the bag to the edge of the freaking ocean, to the edge of the ocean. I sat there in this beautiful spot and I ate those five burgers so fast that then I just had a horrible, horrible, horrible stomachache and diarrhea for a few days. And the fight that I had had with my wife just ceased to be important. So I bring this now because now that I'm kind of getting past that initial euphoria of woohoo, I'm plant based, woohoo, mm-hmm. look at that, my feet don't tingle anymore, yee this is a pair of pants I haven't had on in for a while. That euphoria is kind of, you know, fading away and reality is really setting in. And I haven't found myself wanting to do that, okay, but I have found myself being afraid of it, okay. And so that's okay. what I bring today, like okay. um, the fear of future failure. Okay, yes. In my, <laughs> case, in my case, it's fear of being a bad girl in the future and needing to be punished and one bout with five McDonald's hamburgers taking my 100 triglyceride points away, you know? That's right. how from <laughs> the whole yes. thing goes. Yes, okay. So your
1: fear, what is... When that comes up for you, what is, your, what is the thought that triggers that fear? Can you pinpoint it?
3: I think there are two. I think okay. there are two directions. The more common is, wow, this is great. This is working. Uh, but I'm bad. And I don't deserve this. And this is not going to work forever. And I'm going to fail. Because I will need to be punished. Okay. Um, So I I like out of something very good, like not because of a fight or because of a problem at work or because of whatever. But and then the other would would be being angry. That's that's my worst sin. Okay. So there's fear, and then my brain. You're afraid of being angry. Oh yeah. So the fear... And what could come come from it? Okay. So let's talk about the
1: first one first. So the thought of I'm doing really good and this is really exciting. That's one thought. That's definitely not causing the fear. When you tack on the but... <laughs> <laughs>
3: it's always a but. <laughs> it's
1: always the but, right? So but this isn't going to work forever and I'm bad and I'm going to need to be punished. Okay. So... Here's my question for you. How is that
0: thought serving you now?
3: I wish I could say that it was serving me as a, as a, as a scaffold, as, you know, like, wait a second you've been, you've had therapy, you've been through this, you've talked all this over, you're not a bad girl, you don't have to be punished. Okay, wait a second, put that away, let's go forward, like as a stimulus. Yeah. But I'm not sure that it does. I think that what it does is um, it gives me fear, and fear, I don't think it's, I don't think fear, I don't, I don't think it's fear of failure. I think fear gives me permission to fail. Fear gives you permission to fail. So, when we
1: feel fear, we're going to take certain actions
0: mm-hmm.
1: that may lead to a result of fa- fa- what does failing look like to you?
3: Well, at this point, it looks like um, becoming full on diabetic, never getting over obesity, dying young, and okay. dying poorly like you know Mm -hmm. like a long drawn out painful everyone suffers kind of a death instead of ripe old age okay time to go (laughs) okay
1: and who gets to say how that looks for you I mean we nobody really gets to decide when we die right but who's in charge of how good you feel up until that point
3: Of course me, right. (laughs) It's my, it's mine.
1: And who you are in charge every step of the way, right? Those going through the drive-through and five burgers, you would have to go do that. Yes. The fear of doing that is almost like the fear that you're just going to be in like one day you're going to wake up and have five burgers in your mouth or something. Right. But you actually have, you're in charge of that. That's something that you're going to actually have to go do.
3: Right. Right.
1: So that thought is not going to work. And this is great now, but that, but is not serving you. Mm -hmm. And that thought, even though it might in your mind, allow you to, or, sort of like what did you say before fear would allow you to fail
3: oh I think I said fear I think I said fear gives me permission to fail
1: fear gives you permission to fail okay
3: okay oh I'm afraid and so then you know the logical consequence of being afraid is that I'm gonna fail and so the failure is not my fault because I was afraid not because I was bad right so that's we, tell each, we tell ourselves the most amazing things, don't we? It, we do.
1: The <laughs> brain—it's if when we have when we start to have that awareness, it's like—and mm-hmm. that—but we might think that we're helping ourselves somehow, some way. But telling ourselves that, you telling you that, mm-hmm. you having that thought, I promise, isn't serving anything. And I know, mm-hmm. like I know, like I know that you are in charge of your thoughts. Yeah. Now here's the other thing. Is that this fear that keeps coming up, it's going to be really important for you to know that you can feel that fear without acting from it. Right. So when that thought comes up, that but, because my sense is that that's programmed and so you have a lot of years of hearing
3: that but. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, brackets, it's different. I can, it's different now. It's different, but it's not gone, you know, oh almost like a phantom limb or something, you know, right? Like it's, it's, it's there, that pain comes around and knocks on the door. Yeah. yeah. And so when that fear
1: comes, can you practice it so that you know, so that you are programming mm-hmm. yourself right now that, Hey, I can feel fear and that doesn't mean I'm going to fail. Right. I can process fear and I know that I'm not going to go eat five burgers. Right. I can feel fear and then I can then be really excited about my progress.
0: Right.
3: So if you also feel fear and go ahead and feel it instead of, Oh, I see you fear. I see you anger. I see mostly fear and anger this must become physical because if it's physical, then I don't have to deal with what's difficult. Deal. Maybe I can just say to myself, yep. It's hard to feel fear. Yeah. It's okay to feel fear. I said, uh, mm-hmm. I, I quoted the kid's book one time when we were talking, you know, even, even princesses fart or what, however the book, the name of the book. Love goes, it.
0: Yeah.
3: <laughs> right. So uh, it, th- this is something that I tell myself about a lot of things, but we're at a final frontier with these. This is a real final frontier for me, and um, this idea that I can feel feel fear
0: mm-hmm.
3: without consequences, I can just yeah. feel.
1: Yeah. Yes. Right. In fact that's, what's going to require, be required of you to continue to kick ass and to get your results. And so your work for the next week or two, until we, we, until we meet again is Mm -hmm. to practice feeling fear and to reprogram, right. Your, your brain Mm -hmm. and your body to Mm -hmm. know that I'm open to fear and I know that I can be afraid without taking action. I know I can be afraid and it's going to be okay. So just practicing, practicing, practicing. I wouldn't even suggest like changing your thought to try to create a different feeling. I would just go with that. Whatever's going to bring up the fear, bring it on, feel it.
3: Yeah. I think for me and probably a lot of other people, that makes a whole lot of sense. We've spent so many, so much time believing that our feelings make us bad. Yeah. Yeah. Make us unlovable, make us less than amazing, make us insert whatever you would like to insert here. And that's such a,
1: it's such a thought error,
3: right? Uh, It's uh. such
1: a thought error because it's, it's like, I was talking earlier, it's like fact versus thought. Again, just Mm -hmm. the thought of our feelings make us bad. It's like, no, right. Got that one wrong, you know? Uh.
3: We got that one really wrong. You
1: got that one wrong. As a society, we got that yes. one
3: really wrong. Yes,
1: And I understand. I used to, when I was with my ex and I was trying to quit smoking cigarettes, I used to really enjoy getting in a fight with her so that I could smoke a cigarette because when I was mad, I could smoke. I get it. Our brain does fucked up things. Uh, Like uh, I get it. (laughs) But uh, for you, I think, and we got to wrap up because it's time, but for you, your work right now is to feel that fear without, you know, pausing, pausing right here, right? Between the feeling and the action line and just feel it. And then, oh, okay. That was fear without me doing anything. That's how it felt. And I got through it because then once you retrain yourself to understand that that's possible, then that fear of failure is going to start to disappear. It's almost like that fear of fear itself, right? <laughs> kind of starts to wane a little bit. So, so try that this week and then come back to our next session and tell me how it, how it went. Okay, you're doing awesome. I'm so proud of you.
3: I am. <laughs> <Yeah>. I am. <laughs> yes. All right. Talk to you soon. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Right. I'm gonna put you back to attendee and change role to attendee, there we go. All right, I have one more question then we're gonna wrap up, Dawn. Let's see, there we go. You're right, of course my decision will be is, I am happy with my eating. Okay, you're right, of course my decision will be is, I am happy with my eating lifestyle as it is, mostly plant-based with occasional meats, thank you. Totally. Like, (laughs) I get it. Sometimes you just have to decide, well, is the thing you're trying to do, is it something that you really want? Because if you really want it, then yes, there are ways to do it. And I can definitely help you, you know, get into a a place where it's going to, you know, you're going to support yourself through it. But if you don't really want it, then there's not much I can do and it's probably not going to work. So just, just being honest with yourself about what you want and having that be okay, which it totally is totally is. Who's to say that that's not okay. You get to decide that it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. All right, you guys, this has been fabulous. Thank you for joining me today. And I'll see you next week at the earlier time. And I didn't talk about, okay, really fast. Um, I'm going to have to save this for next week, but I had mentioned that I was going to talk about overthinking it and how that can get us in trouble. But there were so many great questions in coaching today that I didn't have time. So I will talk about that next week. And um, I hope you all have a fantastic rest of your evening. I'll see you later. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoy this podcast, I would love it if you could rate and review it. That would mean a lot. And... If you want to learn more about our whole food plant-based meal plans, head on over to our website, cleanfooddirtygirl.com and check them out. You can also pick up a ton of plant-based recipes and resources and get inspired to celebrate human imperfection because none of us are perfect. None of us promise. And isn't that a relief? Oh my gosh. Okay. Have a beautiful week and I'll talk to you again soon.